97.1 FM, The Drive presents the Behind the Song podcast, taking you deeper into classic rock's most timeless tunes. Here's your host, Janda. Do you remember the first album you ever bought with your own money? Sure you do. There's something about walking into a record store, browsing through the aisles and figuring out what you want and then taking it up to the counter to pay for it the first time that for many of us was a rite of passage. You remember the feeling of getting that album home, unwrapping it, putting it on and devouring every note, memorizing it from front to back. For me, that album was the Cars Heartbeat City and I bought it on cassette at Camelot Records inside the mall in my hometown in North Carolina. If you like this episode, help us out with a like at the end. And if you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. I remember feeling a little anxious when I bought this album. I was a kid after all, and I didn't know how the much older and very much cooler clerk at the store would feel about what I had picked out. For some reason, that approval meant a lot. And I was relieved to see that I had selected an album that inspired a smile from the other side of the cash register. I felt like a grown-up walking out of that store, like I had crossed over some kind of divide between me and all the teenagers I saw in the magazines and on TV. And of course, MTV was partly responsible for my newfound love of this band. Their videos were played non-stop on the channel in those days, and by 1984, when Heartbeat City was released, every kid was totally glued to the screen, either at our own houses or at one of our friends, whoever had cable. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. The album was a departure for the band, their first without producer Roy Thomas Baker at the helm, handing the producer reins over to Mutt Lang, who had recently worked with Def Leppard with spectacular results, including their phenomenal Pyromania album just the year before. The song Drive, the fourth song on side A of Heartbeat City, was definitely different, not just from the band's previous material, but also from the other songs on the album. It stood out when it was played on the radio, a down-tempo song with wistful lyrics. Its video, featuring songwriter and guitarist Rick Okasik's future wife, the 19-year-old Paulina Porozkova, as an obviously troubled mental patient, was downright arresting. The two actually met while filming that video, and it was love at first sight. Okasik, 20 years older than Porozkova, was still married to his second wife at the time, who he later divorced, and he and Porozkova were married in 1988. Porozkova rose to fame as the cover model for Sports Illustrated's swimsuit issue that year, and she would become the face of Estee Lauder in a $6 million contract that made headlines at the time for being the most ever paid for a model before the end of the decade. 
one of the great beauties of the world. She has herself over the years inspired songs from other bands that came after the Cars, including No Doubt and The Rentals. By all accounts, Okasik couldn't believe that someone that gorgeous would want to be with him and reportedly asked Porizkova to marry him hundreds of times before she said yes. Actor Timothy Hutton, who directed the music video for Drive, said there was an instant spark between Okasik and Porizkova on set. And the song was written before their love story unfolded, of course, and its success has a lot to do with the singer, not Okasik on this one, but bass player and vocalist for some of the band's biggest hits, Benjamin Orr. Incidentally, Okasik, Orr, and Porizkova all shared Czechoslovakian roots, a unique fact that likely deepened Orr's and Okasik's bond and made Porizkova comfortable with Okasik. Orr sang the lyrics for Drive with a sweet kind of weariness that made it totally relatable. An excellent decision on the part of Okasik, who, as the frontman, wrote the majority of the band's catalog and was himself gearing up into a producer role for his band's next album and for the albums of other bands later on, from Weezer to Bad Religion and many more. To hand the lead vocal duties over to Orr on this one was the key to its success, and Okasik knew Orr's talents well. They had been paired up since their early days in Ohio playing in bands, relocating to Boston in the early 70s as a folk band, and evolving musically to a style better suited to their pop sensibilities. The two formed the Cars there in 1976, a really hot time musically in Boston for bands, with guitarist Elliot Easton, keyboardist Greg Hawks, and drummer David Robinson filling out the lineup. They were in the lead for the new wave of music that was happening. Guitars and synthesizers working in harmony together with that pop undercurrent that Okasik was brilliant at writing. The Cars' self-titled debut album, released in 1978, had no less than three charting hits on the Billboard chart with Just What I Needed, Good Times Roll, and My Best Friend's Girl. The Cars had arrived. Fast forward to 1984, five albums later, with the release of Heartbeat City. And you find yourself listening to a band who had made it to superstardom. It was their most commercially successful body of work, with songs like Magic and You Might Think exploding on the airwaves, along with, of course, Drive. Drive is the band's highest charting song, coming in at number three on the Billboard Hot 100. Heavy on synthesizers for this one, it tells the story of a man concerned for a woman who is dancing along the rough edges of her life, a subject that hasn't been touched on too much in pop songs, and its lyrics go like this. Who's gonna tell you when? It's too late. Who's gonna tell you things aren't so great? You can't go on, thinking nothing's wrong. Who's gonna drive you home tonight? The music video opens with a shot of Orr singing the lyrics, sitting alone in what appears to be an empty bar. And then it flashes to a shot of the gorgeous Porizkova in a padded room, scribbling on the wall behind her with a dazed look on her face. And you just can't look away for the rest of the video. The song continues. Who's going to pick you up when you fall? Who's going to hang it up when you call? 
Who's going to pay attention to your dreams? Who's going to plug their ears when you scream? Those last lines are what makes the song so brilliant. By asking those questions, who's going to feed your dreams and stand by when you have a breakdown? It touches on something that's tough to reckon with. The decline of someone and the splitting apart from someone that you used to know and love is hard, no matter how difficult they were to deal with during your time together. And this is a pop song. Amazing. It goes on with a repeat of the chorus. You can't go on thinking nothing's wrong. Who's going to drive you home tonight? And then the last verse. Who's going to hold you down when you shake? Who's going to come around when you break? Three minutes and 55 seconds after it began, drive ends. And I remember rewinding that cassette multiple times to hear this song that didn't really sound like anything else I had ever heard at the time. Picking apart the lyrics, just a kid listening to the cars sing about stuff that I had no real tactical knowledge about at the time but would come to know, as we all do. I remember feeling sad for the singer and for the girl and rewinding a little bit more on the cassette to hear Magic, the song before it, as a kind of palate cleanser. The Cars released one more album after Heartbeat City before they broke up in 1988. Okasik and Forrest were finally married and had two children together. Benjamin Orr passed away in 2000 from pancreatic cancer, an event which inspired the remaining four members of the Cars to reunite briefly and release their seventh and final album, Move Like This, in 2011. It was dedicated to Orr. In 2018, the remaining Cars reunited again as they were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Weezer's Scott Schreiner played bass with the band in Orr's place at their induction performance. Just a year later, in September of 2019, Rick Ocasek was found dead in his home in New York City at age 75 from heart disease and emphysema. He was found by Paulina Porozkova, who was looking after him after he had undergone surgery, even though the two had announced their separation the year before. In a shocking turn of events, it was revealed that after 30 years of marriage, he had disinherited Porozkova and his two eldest sons from his previous marriages in his last will and testament, leaving everything to his four other sons, including the two he and Porozkova had together. This resulted in Porozkova taking out a lawsuit against the Okasik Estates, which was later settled by the New York court. The love story that we saw unfold in the video for Drive lasted longer than most, even though it came to a hard end for them both. We may never know why Okasik cut Porizkova out of his will, or why he chose only his two eldest sons to also be excluded, but we hope that time will heal those interfamily wounds. The kid who bought Heartbeat City on cassette in the mall back in 1984 certainly would never have imagined such an ending to their love story all these years later. But life is unpredictable like that. And I'll never forget unwrapping the plastic, shoving the tape into my jam box, and playing and rewinding, drive, over and over again. 
making up my own preteen dramatic stories about the characters I was hearing Ben Orr sing so beautifully about in the song. I'm Janda, and this has been Behind the Song. Special thanks, as always, to Christian Lane for all the music you hear on these podcasts. If you like it, give it a thumbs up. And if you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. You can also watch excerpts of these videos on the Behind the Song TikTok channel. Thank you for being a part of the Behind the Song family. On the way, much more classic rock and roll.